Randy Darling Podcast is a serialized audio show meant to be enjoyed in order. If you haven't listened to all prior episodes to this, we highly recommend you do. What you are about to hear is intended for a mature audience, not safe for work or children. Good morning, darling. Is this where the long haulers hang out? Very funny, Rand. Are you going to record a story today? Nobody wants to listen to me croaking. You would be surprised. Pretty sure your dear listeners are listening for the stories. If they want to hear a pretty voice, they can listen to Adele. I suppose I would like to introduce Dan. Give it a shot. Okay. Thanks, June. Randy, darling, I hope you're having a fearless day. This short story takes place just a few blocks from our apartment at the palace. A lot of interesting characters down there, and you'll hear from Dan for the first time. To say he was a real character would be a real understatement. After meeting Dan and visiting the palace, you will be familiar with all the main characters, and you'll be ready for the adventures to come. I'll see you on the other side. was a close childhood friend and my first roommate. He used to say we had everything in common and nothing in common. We lived on the same block, went to the same schools in the same grade, and both of our fathers were gone before we reached puberty. Dan stood about five foot eight, had long straight hair and a gap between his top front teeth. He was wiry, not an ounce of body fat to spare due to a speedy metabolism and a sparse refrigerator growing up. He was the bravest kid I knew and by far the most underestimated, for two reasons. One, he was a pure-blood native Indian of Squamish descent, and two, he had a tick, a vocal tick that came and went. He would be in mid-sentence and get stuck at the beginning of a word. His chin would snap up in a quiver, and his eyes would roll into the back of his head. 
Sometimes a sort of clicking sound would come from his throat as he struggled to finish his sentence. Some people who witnessed one of his tics for the first time would get a wide-eyed what-the-fuck look on their face. Because of Dan's energy and sharp sense of humor, he won over anybody who spent much time with him. He was also the hardest working kid I ever knew. He did everything fast and always seemed to have two jobs on the go. He was on a mission from an early age. That mission was to finally have more than jack shit. From the music store. Dan got me a part-time job at the Pizza Palace just down the street. An ironic name considering it was a greasy hole in the wall with barely enough room for the oven, walk-in cooler, dough mixer, and prep table. Perfect for me. No buses to ride, no crowds, no problem. Some nights I didn't even pop any benzos. Just the regular indica dosage would do. The only drag was the owner, Mrs. Romano. She was a crusty old battle axe, straight off the boat from Italy. I was convinced she hated herself, everyone, and everything. The palace, as we called it, was located right across the street from a dive bar called the Big A, a strip club frequented mostly by bikers and hard luck cases. Regular dancers at the Big A would tease Dan and I from the window 
of their change room on the second floor. They would flash us while changing in or out of their stage outfits. We were easy targets, being so young, so single, and so horny. at me while cupping their breasts. They really know how to rub it in. Probably lining us up for some more free pizza. We can't do that again. Did you see the nasty notice the boss just put up? No, what notice? Over here beside the dough mixer. All c c caps Please don't feed the whores. That's got Mrs. Romano written all over it. Yep, then those words are coming down. He said, tick free, as he ripped the notice off the wall in disgust. Naturally, Dan took offense. His half-older sister was a dancer, and she walked on water in his eyes. She practically raised Dan due to his mother's love affair with alcohol. another batch of scenes for dressing. We're all out. He flew into the walk-in cooler, grabbed all the ingredients, and flew back out to the prep table. some spare change once, 
and the old guy grunted something that sounded like scratching Russian and glared at him with crazy eyes. Everyone just stayed away from him after that. an anchovy into the blender and turned it on. The phone started ringing with our first customers of the night and the radio was tuned in to now. Vancouver 102.7. The sounds of the palace began to fill the night. were low that night and we only had a few walk-in customers so we spent our time listening to music smoking spliffs and watching the wild on the street Dan whipped up one of his favorites a Hawaiian with ground beef and extra sauce just before we ate he sprinkled on feta cheese freshly sliced tomatoes and lots of Capricola, enough to give our sinuses a zap. As we were sinking our teeth into our first bite, a biker from the Big A walked in the door, staggering drunk. He leaned in on the front counter and said, Give me two slices of pepperoni and mushrooms with olives and extra cheese. I told him the only slices we had were plain pepperoni. But if he wanted to buy a small pizza, I could make whatever he wanted. Fuck, man. Just throw the olives and cheese on a couple of slices and heat it up again. How hard can that be, numb nuts? Dan's eyes and ears perked up. Sorry. Palace policy, I said. We can't do that. It's the ready slices or a whole pizza. Take it up with the owner. So you're just a fucking stooge then? Have to follow all the rules like a brain dead idiot. What a dick, I thought. And unusual. We never had any issues with the bikers before. Even the drunk ones. Dan lifted his head from the newspaper he was reading at the prep table and glanced a smirk at the biker. Are you just a mean drunk? Or do you always behave like a spoiled cunt? 
biker's eyes narrowed with anger as he fired back at Dan. Step outside with that mouth! Right at that moment, the belligerent biker's anger was interrupted when two more bikers burst in the door. The biggest biker of the two looked at me and said, Is this shithead giving you a hard time? Then the two bikers shoved the belligerent biker's head down and used it to slam the door open. As the three of them were leaving, I heard the biggest one say, Keep it up and you're gonna lose more than your colors at us all. Moments later, the smaller of the two bikers came back and apologized for the belligerent biker and told us it wouldn't happen again. He explained that the guy they ushered out just lost his colors that night. Poor little shithead, losing his colors. What exactly do they mean by colors anyway? I asked Dan. Dan's half-sister dated a biker once, so he explained it to me. When a biker becomes the member of a club, he gets so the club patch, AKA colors on the back of his vest. Sort of like the Boy Scouts, I said. Yeah, for the ones that got lost. So the first order of business for a new Hells Angel is sewing. Very cute. Fuck seeks, man. The Canucks blew it again last night. He said as he turned to the sports section. The rest of the night at the palace was dead. We both went back to our typical M.O.'s. I buried my head in some lyrics I was working on, and Dan read anything he could get his hands on. When 2.30 a.m. rolled around, we did our cleanup, cashed out the till, hid the money bag in the ceiling panel for Mrs. Romano, turned the lights off, then locked the front door and the retractable security gate. When we started walking, the rain had slowed to a drizzle and the post kicker was still pacing across the street. Dan yelled out, Good night, good sir. Keep on kicking. After we had walked about ten paces, we heard a voice in perfectly clear English come from behind us. Good night, boys. Keep on cooking. Dan and I looked at each other with a stunned expression, then spun around to look behind us. 
but there wasn't a soul in sight. Even the ghosts of Raintown had called it a night. Creepy man. Dan said with a cough as he passed me a wet spliff. Done, June. I'll send the file for editing. Now get some rest and lots of water, okay? Have a great day, darling. Okay, June. You too. listening to the Randy Darling podcast. To get the backstory on young and old Randy, June, the coffee shop, locations, and answers to frequently asked questions, visit www.randydarling.com.